time we look more at our actions and what we can do rather than looking to God and his glorious action of sending Christ to earth to live and die on our behalf, we reveal our deep dissatisfaction with who God is and what he has done for us. Hello everyone, it's Daniel again, and we are in Romans 6. We're going to look at just verses 1 and 2. Last week we talked about our total reliance on grace in all things, in all parts of our life, so that we might look to God rather than what we must do, and we're going to continue to follow that argument. Every time I record one of these, I get really excited afterwards, and I have no one to share my excitement with. So if you guys hear anything that you uh, really appreciated or just found very interesting about the text, or you think I missed something, let me know. I'd love to discuss the text with you. I think that's part of the weakness of these podcasts is we don't get to interact well. So uh, shoot me a message or, or call me or just get a hold of me and I'd like to hear what you're thinking about when we walk through the text and how God is using the text to affect your life, convict you, grow you. Uh, just let me know. I, I would greatly appreciate that. So let's start off by reading Romans 6, 1 and 2. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? As we said last week, we looked at righteousness and obedience as not just ends in themselves, but actually the result and fruit of focusing on the will of God in both the active and passive realms of our life. When we focus on God and listen to what he has told us to do, we don't do them just because uh, they are a law for us to do. We do them because we love God. In our passive lives, when we are not supposed to do things, we are finding greater joy in knowing God than doing the things we're not supposed to or not doing the things we are supposed to. So our obedience and our righteousness is, first of all, Christ's, as he lived it for us and accomplished all things that we were supposed to have done. First of all, it's his. But second of all, anything we do is not done for the things themselves, but because we want to please God and follow him. We're not even thinking about maybe some of the things we need to be doing, we're looking at him and, and just living rightly because we're in his presence, especially because he has brought us near and reconciled us and given us peace through his son. So chapter 6, 1 and 2 is just a reaction, um, a fleshly reaction to verses 20 and 21. Verse 20, Now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. And so the flesh says, well, maybe uh, for me to get more grace, I should sin more. That seems pretty logical. It seems pretty reasonable. And that's why we don't trust ourselves because our flesh is wicked and deceitful. Paul reminds us, we died to that sin. When Christ died, we also died. Our old selves were crucified as it says elsewhere, multiple places. This is a, a huge theme in the gospel. Not only did Christ die, but he buried us with him. Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? Let's put it this way. 
Sin is sin no matter how much. Sin is separation from God. You can't get any more separated from God. If you can sin to your heart's content, whatever that might be, you are still savable, whether it was stealing a pack of gum or murdering people and burying them in your basement. If God decides to save you, he can do it because he created you and you are his. So sinning more does not add more to our penalty. We shouldn't sin more to receive more grace. When we sinned, we plunged ourselves the deepest depth that we could go to. And when Christ paid for our sins, he didn't just give us exactly what we needed just to get us cleaned up enough. No, all of his blood was spilled. His whole life was spent for us. When he died, every single drop of his blood washed away our sins. So if we died to sin, how can we still live in it? It's not there anymore. When Christ died for us, he covered us with his righteousness. He was obedient for us. So as we sin, it's covered. Even when we continue to screw up, it's covered. There is no amount of sin that can pull us from the love of God. To be alive in sin or to be living in sin means to have a life of death. And now that we are alive in Christ, if we have trusted in him, we cannot continue to have the same blood of death flowing through our veins, but indeed, it is Christ's blood that gives us life. All Paul is saying is do not seek sin anymore. Do not seek to improve the gift by improving the need for the gift. You were as bad as you could be. No matter what you could do could make you any worse. And no matter what you can do could make you any better. Just relish the gift that you have been given. And do not seek for more. Once you understand the depth of your sin before Christ saved you, and once you understand the, the lengths to which Christ went to show his love for you and to reconcile you to, to himself, you won't need anything else. You don't have to ask for anything else. Anytime we look more at our actions and what we can do, rather than looking to God and his glorious action of sending Christ to earth to live and die on our behalf, we reveal our deep dissatisfaction with who God is and what he has done for us. Thank God for his grace. On one hand, we're always being pulled to doing things. And on the other hand, we're being pulled to just ignore God entirely. But he does truly love us in that he has accomplished all things for us. Let's pray. Father, help us to just trust in you and not always be seeking something else. Help us to realize that when we actually trust in you, things become easier. We don't seek things to keep ourselves busy, but we seek you and do your will just because we get to be with you. We get to experience your presence in all that we do. Thank you for the gospel that revitalizes and breathes new life into everything we do, let alone our 
our old sinful bodies are completely brought to life and the old man is killed and we might live our new lives in you. What a grace. What a mercy. Let us live lives of praise now and light, knowing that you do all things well on our behalf. Amen.